Good morning, everybody, and welcome to church. So good to have you with us today at Global Heart Church, coming to you from Perth, Australia. And I want to welcome everybody from Zambia who's tuning in, everybody from Germany who's tuning in. Hi, Matthias and Nicole, Pastor Liam and Lisa, all the teams in uh, both Germany and Zambia, and anybody else who's tuning in from around uh, Western Australia or around uh, the world. Great to have you with us today. Can I encourage you? I feel like I've got a message on my heart for you today and really believing that God's going to speak to you right now uh, as we come around the Word together. So I'd really encourage you uh, to sit back and uh, relax and uh, get ready for the Word of God, but also to, can I encourage you, uh, stay with me through the message because I believe that uh, there's something powerful about hanging to the end and uh, I really want to uh, today pray for you at the end of this message because I really am believing that God's going to anoint you and anoint you for victory. In fact, anoint you for miracles from today's service. And uh, also too, I need your prayers at the end. I really love it and really uh, uh, value when everybody stays with me and prays with me, particularly during our order call, the lead up to the opportunity we give people to receive Christ. So stay with me and uh, that would be awesome. And, and I really do, as I say, value your prayers. And if you're not yet a believer, can I encourage you, let today be your day. Don't waste another day of your life. Your life is too important, too valuable. God's got too much for you in store. So I want to encourage you at the end of our service, pray with me. And uh, I'm believing today for Jesus to come powerfully into your life and start all the miracles that he's planned for you long ago. God's got some great miracles for you and he's got an amazing purpose for you to walk in. So uh, I want to encourage you at the end, I'm going to give you that opportunity of including that prayer to receive Jesus Christ today. Hello, for the first time, or maybe you need to get your life right with God today. I'm excited for you. And I want to say to you early on, welcome home. Welcome back into God's kingdom because God's got a great plan for you going forward. So I enjoyed our Mother's Day service last week and uh, enjoyed being able to sit with my wife and hear from her and also just share some thoughts on the importance of uh, motherhood, incredible ministry. So all your mums again, uh, if you had friends who didn't get a chance to tune in, you might want to get them around a coffee and sit down, hear that message with Sue. And it, and it was a total relaxed way of uh, talking and delivering it. But I think it was really helpful. There's some good points in there to help people and to particularly help mums understand their value. So you might want to consider that and uh, using that again, that time uh, to hear from Sue. Anyway, uh, right now in this season, I really feel uh, the Lord stirred my heart with this message. So let me just pray for everybody as we head into uh, our message. And I really want to encourage you, God is with you. So wherever you're watching from, whether you're uh, here in Perth right now, you know, on the couch, in the back room, uh, at the dining room table, laying by the pool, uh, in bed, <laughs> wherever you're at, really want to encourage you. God's got something good to say to you, and you are important to God. And you need to know right now, He has got you, and He has got your back. So let me just pray for you. Father, just thank you for everybody today. Lord, as we come together, Father, at church today, and as we come around your word, Father, I just pray, particularly in this season right now, anoint it to everybody, speak to everybody, give everyone wisdom, give everyone insight. I pray, Father, that your word today will take root in our hearts, and Father, it will bring about, I pray, incredible miracles, incredible opportunities, incredible life, Lord. Let there be new ways of thinking, new, be, let there be new ways of living, and Father, let it all be to your glory that we might fulfill the purpose and plan for which you put us on this planet. 
Father, we're not here just biding time. When we are walking in your purpose and walking in your plan, Father, it is incredible. And I thank you, Lord, that it is supernatural. And Father, you are the God of miraculous supply. So I pray, Father, do miracles in people's hearts today, but do miracles through people's lives in the days ahead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, right now, everybody, in this challenging day, uh, we can make choices and decisions to focus on our challenges, focus on what we don't have, focus on, you know, the difficulties. But I really want to encourage you right now, God does his best work in seasons of challenge. God does his best work in seasons of lack or seasons of difficulty. That's when God does his best work. Really and truly he does. And so today I really want to encourage you uh, from his word in Second Kings chapter 4. And I've entitled my message today, Your Miracle Starts Now. Your Miracle Starts Now. Really feel that that's for you today, that God is saying to you, your miracle starts now. Particularly if you're feeling like, wow, where do I go from here? Well, one day at a time. And if need be, one hour at a time. Look to God who's going to lead you. And as you walk by faith, you're going to begin to see God's miracles, just as this widow did in Second Kings. She had incredible challenges, incredible difficulties, but right then in the middle of it, as she cried out to God, she saw God's miracle hand at work. So let me just read God's word to you right now from Second Kings chapter 4. And uh, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says this. Second Kings 4, verse 1 to 7. One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, a creditor, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from the flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. Then there aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Whew! (laughs) Powerful. God's word telling us right here how this widow, her husband was a member of the prophets. He honored God, feared the Lord, but now he's died. And she is now in a very difficult situation where, in actual fact, the creditors, they've got, they've got bills like a lot of us, got debts like some of us right now. And she is in fear and trembling because if she can't pay those debts, they may take her sons as slaves. And so... She cries out. She says to Elisha, the prophet, you know, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. We're we're at the end. And now my sons are going to be taken into slavery. 
And Elisha says to her, what do you have in your house? Everybody, God's saying to us today too, what do you have in your house? And uh, I want to encourage you, um, this widow, you know, she would have known what was in her house. But when she answered the prophet, she answered, I've got nothing at all, and then had a big accept, <laughs> like a lot of us. God can't do it because I got nothing going, I got nothing happening, I got no talents, I got no money, I got no abilities, except. And when she declared what her except was, which was a flask of oil, immediately Elisha said to her, Go now to your neighbors, borrow as many jars as you can, because that one flask of oil, that one jar of oil, was the key to so many miracles of provision that God was about to do in her life. So God's speaking to us right now in this season, and I believe everybody who's tuning in today, God is saying to you, what's in your house that you can't see? What right now do you have in your house that's going to help you in this season, help you to go forward, help to provide for you, help to set you up, help maybe uh, break a chain, help maybe actually bring uh, prosperity on a new level. Maybe God's got some creative thing right now, but you can't see it. What is it that you can't see? In actual fact, let me say, what's your accept? <laughs> what's your accept? Well, I got nothing except. I, I got literally got nothing going, Lord. But, you know, I accept I got that. Many times the miracle is in our accept, just as it was in this widow's accept. The jar of oil was the very thing she needed. She couldn't even see that God could use to do a great miracle. God can do a miracle through your accepts. What he's looking for is he's looking for us to give him our accept. So what's your accept? And also, what's in you that you can't see? Many times we can't see something in our own house, our own family. There's a miracle in our house. I, I think about Sue and I, you know, right now our boys are an incredible blessing to us, not just personally, though incredibly uh, we are blessed to have those three amazing sons who bring so much to us, but also to, they're now a blessing to our church, our house, our, our uh, church home, the body of Christ. Uh, but sometimes you can't see what's in your house, even in your own children. But also, to you, many times you can't see what's in you. Everybody, I want to ask you right now, what's in you? What's in you? What's in you that you can't see? What are the gifts and talents that maybe are laying dormant? They're asleep. Maybe fear put them to sleep. Maybe words in high school from that other young person or that teacher caused you to put things to sleep. Maybe your parents never encouraged you. Many of us grew up with that. With that. I, I don't think I had a lot of encouragement from my parents. My mom loved me, but I don't think they were stirring me and encouraging me about my giftings. So I've had to press into God to discover who I am. Who are you? What's in you? What can't you see? What's lying dormant? What, what, do you, what gifts do you have that you think are so simple and so easy that you can do, but in reality, other people can't do? Find out what your key gift is and people will pay you to do it. You just got to look a little deeper and uh, look a bit more inward to go, hang on, I need to have a conversation with myself about what's in me. Maybe some old relationships are blinding you today. Maybe you're still walking with people who are part of your past when God's got a whole bunch of people who are meant to be a part of your future. But your old relationships can blind you to who you are. And they can certainly blind you 
in who God says you will be in the future days. So we need to give some old words over to God. We need to give some old thinking over to God. And we need to realize that we've been made strategically. You were made strategically. God is a strategic God. God is not lost trying to come up with plans. He's strategic. He thought about you. He thought about the timing of you on planet Earth. And I love it, the human genome, which is your makeup. You approximately are made up by three billion base pairs of DNA. Wow, that should get you excited today. Three billion base pairs of DNA arranged into 46 chromosomes make you up. Wow, you're an incredible Encyclopedia Britannica (laughs) that walks around on planet Earth in this season as a gift right now to the planet. You're a gift to the planet. You're a gift to your family. You're a gift to your friends. You're a gift to your church. In actual fact, you're a gift right now to this planet and God has made you strategically. But you need to say, Lord, what have you put in my house? What have you put in my life? What have you put in my hand that I can use right now? Elisha the prophet actually said to the widow, he said, go and ask the neighbors for jars. I I thought immediately, did she know the neighbors? Does she care about the neighbors? Do they care about her? In some cultures, people don't know their neighbors because of shame. If you live in a culture filled with economic challenges and poverty, a lot of times people don't know their neighbors for shame. And then he provokes her and says, hey, go to your neighbors. Were they going to go mad at her? Were they going to say, get lost? We don't like you guys. Were they some of her creditors? Who knows? But at that moment, she had to cross a fear threshold, a small fear threshold, maybe, or a big fear threshold. We don't really know, but she had to cross a fear threshold to go and ask her neighbors. Some people never talk to their neighbors. And, uh, you know, our, our neighbors can be people we, do, we work with, but we never communicate with them. We don't know that there's actually also provision for our lives in the relationships around us, in our family, in our church, maybe even our workplace. There is provision there that we yet Uh, at this moment, can't see. So she had to cross that threshold. And, uh, And I thought, wow, we don't think about that, but really she had to push beyond her shame, push beyond her fear to go and say, hey, could you help me out right now? I need some jars. You know, we sometimes just need to do the stuff we don't want to do. Right now, if you're believing God for your miracle, sometimes we just need to do the stuff sometimes that we don't want to do. And uh, right now for me, that's, you know, getting up in the morning at, uh, in winter. It's getting cool. It's not really winter yet here in Perth, right? But I'm getting up earlier and going for that walk. And, you know, I don't always want to do that, but I know I need to do that for my health. I need to get up. I need to get moving. So we sometimes, and you sometimes, just need to do the stuff you don't want to do because it's a key to what Hello will bless you in the future when you start to do what you need to do. We're so busy, everybody, waiting to feel like it. So many people are waiting. Well, well, you know, when I feel like that and when I feel like this and when I feel like that time and when I feel like, you know, can I just let you know, I don't know if you're ever going to feel it. There's so many things that I just never felt like I want to do that ever. A lot of people are like, you know, I don't know if I feel like the Lord's in this. Look, you need to be so careful because we cannot be ruled by feelings. You can feel your feelings, but don't be ruled by them. And, uh, and I think we can be so busy waiting to feel like we should do something when in actual fact, no, wisdom tells us get up and go now. 
Many of us, and possibly yourself, you've talked yourself into the things you can't do, the things you can't change, the things that you don't have. You've talked yourself into them, you've talked about them, and now they're ruling your thinking and your life. I want to encourage you. We need to make a change there and say, you know what? God's word says, go to the neighbors. Go and see if they've got jars. Go and do something because God wants to bring provision to my life. Many times I, I, I find we either have a, our, our lives on autopilot <laughs> or our, life on the emergency, our lives on the emergency break. We're either running on a routine. Maybe it's a routine of poverty. Maybe it's a routine of fear. We're on autopilot, just going, boom, boom, day ahead, fear, routine, fear, routine. And it's just taking us nowhere. So we're on autopilot. And uh, when I say autopilot, ever, have you ever driven somewhere, uh, dri- drove to work and then couldn't even remember driving there because our brains are so on autopilot? Many of us are doing our life like that. We're doing Christian life like that. Or we've got the emergency brake on. Like my dog, when I tried to take him for a walk once, and he just did not want me changing the route. So he threw the brakes on. And I, I didn't want to drag him, but I was always having to drag him, but, which I didn't do, but just wanted to encourage him, come on, this is going to be good, but I changed the route. Some of us, God's got you on a route change now, but you got the emergency brake on. We need to get our feet off the emergency brake and say, Lord, help me, grace me, anoint me to go to the neighbors in Jesus' name. You know, you need to know the enemy resists us over what is in us. The enemy resists us. He'll resist you over what's in you. He doesn't want you to discover your potential. He doesn't want you to discover your gifts. He doesn't want you to discover your possibilities. So he'll resist you. Well, we need a good large dose of godly wisdom to overcome the resistances of the enemy against us. And wisdom, here's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, uh, verse 7, New King James Version about wisdom. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know what? The Bible tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but it says fools despise wisdom and instruction. We need to absolutely make a change there where we go, you know what? I want wisdom. I need to get wise. I I don't want to be somebody who's despising it when wisdom comes. Actually, you know, ah, forget that. We know better. I don't know about you, but I discovered over the years, I don't know better. I also discovered that gray hair doesn't mean you're wise either. That's coming quickly. But it doesn't mean, actually, it's here. It doesn't mean that you're wise because you have gray hair. You know, we need to get wisdom so that we can do life well. Proverbs 8.11 says, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. All right, I need to say that again. For wisdom is better than rubies, Proverbs 8.11, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Wow. You know, you might be intellectual. You might read books a lot. You may be filled up with knowledge. You may have an BA, an MA, and that's all good. Knowledge can give you intellect, but knowledge can also give you pride that keeps you from wisdom. We have to watch out that we don't let the knowledge that we have been, you know, bringing in, uh, building up, taking into our lives, give us pride that keeps us from wisdom. And by the way, wisdom is totally different. 
Wisdom is totally different to, to intellect and to knowledge because wisdom, real wisdom, only comes from God. And uh, you may have no wisdom in regards to life, but you're an intellect. You're knowledgeable. You read a lot of books. You know a lot about a certain subject, maybe various subjects, but wisdom comes from a relationship with God. And God wants to give you wisdom, wisdom to wisdom, wisdom <laughs> to prosper in this season and in this situation. Remember that wisdom doesn't come from books. It comes from God. What's hidden from you? What wisdom do you need right now to see what's hidden from you and what's hidden in you? You're valuable, everybody. You're so valuable. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 in the Amplified, I like it, says this. It says, but we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. Everybody, you need to know God's placed this treasure in earthen vessels. That's you and I. You're an earthen vessel, but there's treasure in there. The Bible here is talking about, you know, having Jesus in your life and the good news of salvation and salvation in you. But also there's just treasure that God has placed within you that God wants to unleash <laughs> on the planet in Jesus' name. And the Bible tells us too that, you know, we can come to God with our human frailty knowing that it's the greatness of his power at work in us that's going to bring about the miracles. It's going to bring about the promises. It's going to bring about salvations. So our sufficiency is not in us. It's in him. As long as you and I keep coming to God, as I finish my message today, as long as we keep coming to God with our requests and keep giving him something to work with, then God will be able to do miracles for the first time or God will begin to do miracles at a new level in your life as you keep coming to him. Make your requests known to God, the Bible says. Declare what you're believing for. Declare that job. Declare that business breaking through. Declare that you are somebody God is going to finance and resource to build his church, build the kingdom, help people in need both here in Australia and around the world and gives God something to work with. The widow had to go to the neighbors. She had to go and find more jars. And the Bible says when the jars, there were no more jars, the oil stopped flowing. You've got to give him something. What's in your hand? What's in your house? What's in your life? What's in you? Give it to God, everybody. Give it to him on a fresh level. Or maybe let go today. What's that thing you need to let go of in order to gain something new of God? God's miracle power, his miracle provision is flowing. Let it flow to you and through you. This is your day. The miracles start now. Let's pray together, everybody. Father, I just pray for everybody listening to me today under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray, Father, let the blindfolds come off. Let them see what's in their house. Let them see what's in their hand. Let them see what's within them. Let them see the treasure in, their, in the earthen vessel that they are. But let them see the amazing treasure that maybe the enemy has resisted. Maybe the enemy has hidden from their view. And Father, I pray as they begin to dig it up. Or Father, I pray as they begin to 
look and see with new eyes. I pray for a new vision, Lord, that, God, they use what you're placed in their house and use what you're placed in their hand. And, Father, as they do, thank you, Lord, for miracles, supernatural miracles and supernatural provision in them and through them, God. Father, let this be a changing day. Let it be a changing week. Let this season work for your people. Let it work, Lord, for my brother and my sister listening to me right now. Let this season work for them. And Lord, I guess, thank you, God, in advance for the amazing testimonies and stories and supernatural provision that we will hear from this message and from your word today, Lord. I pray it and I declare it in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, Amen. If you don't yet know Jesus, can I encourage you? He's got a miracle life for you. It starts with the miracle of salvation. And so I'm going to pray a a small prayer, everybody. It's a short prayer, but it has power. And that power in this prayer is to connect you with God. Maybe for the first time, or today, if you be honest, you say, really, Pastor Jared, I need to come home to God. Can I encourage you? Welcome home. And uh, I want to really include you in this prayer. So right where you're sitting, right where you're lying, wherever you are, just pray this prayer after me. The Bible tells us to confess it, so pray it out loud. And uh, Jesus Christ is going to come into your life today. You're going to receive his forgiveness, receive eternal life. Or today is going to be the start of great restoration for your life. And then I'm excited for the miracles God's going to do in you and through you. So if that's you, pray after me. If you're a believer, you can join me as well in this prayer. Here we go right now. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, set me free. I put all my hope, all my faith, in your finished work on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Help me now to follow after you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, huge congratulations. So excited for you. I prayed it many years ago. My life has been changed ever since. And God began an incredible work in me. And I can tell you today, 39 years of believer. Gee, I walk in happiness. Gee, I walk in favor. And uh, my life has been changed because of the goodness of God and salvation. So God bless you. If you just uh, click on the link, there's just some instructions there to uh, just to fill in. And we just got one of our team to really encourage you in your next step as a believer. You need encouragement and you need help. We all do. And I did. And so someone's going to be there to encourage you when you click on that link. So bless you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that you have a miracle working supernatural week in Jesus' name.